welcome to the Design 30 Podcast. This episode is a in-review episode, and today we will be reviewing, or I will be reviewing, The Practice, Shipping Creative Work by Seth Godin. But first, this podcast is brought to you, as usual, by Viper Outdoor Tools. There are some cool new tools that will be coming out soon. Uh, Could make some really good stocking stuffers, things like that. So make sure to check out viperoutdoortools.com and see what's on the way. Okay, so today we will be reviewing The Practice, as I mentioned, by Seth Godin. This is a small book um, by size but it is over 250 pages long and it's a really interesting setup actually he primarily just has like page long thoughts sometimes a little over a page but these little snippets little snippets it's broken up into i think over 2 over 200 chapters perhaps uh, but they're all really short they're really quick uh, little thoughts or concepts or ideas. And I really enjoyed it. It's perfect. If you just have a few minutes, pick it up and learn something deep, something interesting. Um, yeah, you'll, you'll see what I mean as we dive in here. Um, so we're going to start right at the beginning. It will be page one, uh, at least the very first page of the book. I don't see a number on it. Assuming it's page one. Um, But yeah, let's just dive right in. And I think you're going to love this book as much as I did. Here we go. Creativity. It's the result of desire. The desire to find a new truth, solve an old problem, or serve someone else. Creativity is a choice. It's not a bolt of lightning from somewhere else. Obviously, this is right along the theme of the Design 30 podcast and everything I'm doing with Design 30. It's very much focused on the desire, the passion, and the ability and the skills that you develop to solve problems. And it's also bringing in this idea of serving others, which isn't what we always think of when we think of creativity or creative people that really creativity should be used and often is used to serve other people, whether that's through art, whether that's through engineering, whether that's through uh, user interface design, anything like that. And this quote also really emphasizes that creativity is something you can choose to be and something you can work on. And obviously that is something I harp on a ton and something I really believe in. And it's when I finally started believing that myself, it made uh, such a huge difference in my personal life, in my uh, professional life, everything, you know, all of the above. So to start off, Seth Godin just nails it with this awesome uh, quote in the opening page. All right, moving on to the next one. This quote is on page five, and it's actually... Uh, As I mentioned, there's these short little chapters, so it's technically chapter one, and the title of the chapter is It's Possible. He says, this is a book for people who want to lead, to write, or to sing. 
for people who seek to teach, to innovate, and to solve interesting problems. For people who want to go on the journey to become a therapist, a painter, or a leader. For people like us. So right there, I'm sure you're all thinking this is, this book is a book for the same people who are listening to this podcast. It's people who are interested in continuous learning, people who love to teach others, and people who want to learn how to innovate. Um, It's people who want to utilize design to design a better future for themselves, uh, for the people around them, for their families, uh, for their country. And it's for people who see problems as opportunities. And most, if not all, innovations really stem uh, from a problem that needs to be solved. And it's a huge opportunity there. And also it's for the people, this book and this podcast, are for people who really cherish this uh, journey of going through a design. And again, it couldn't be a design of anything. Uh, For me, it's designing... uh, cryostat parts right now, uh, also designing some uh, cool products for Viper Outdoor Tools, things like that. For other people, be designing a book, uh, designing an article they're writing, designing a website, designing a piece of art that they're working on, uh, all of the above. All right, uh, I'm just going to keep these rolling, kind of rapid fire. So moving on to the next quote. This one is on page 16, and it's a little short, but it's also, uh, it kind of, uh, it really hits home. So he says, being creative is a choice, and creativity is contagious. So this idea of creativity being a choice is something that I've already harped on a lot uh, so far in this episode. It's something I've harped harped on a lot in the past. But I really like this idea that he brings up of creativity uh, being contagious. And the more I thought about this, the more it tends to ring true. When you hang out with people who you see as being creative, it tends to inspire you. It gives you confidence, especially as you get to know that person. You see that they are just a person. And that gives you a lot of confidence. And, you know, it's this contagious a positivity that allows you to be more creative and have more confidence as you do it. So if you continue to act as that creative person in your work uh, or whatever you do, uh, it really is an act of leadership uh, to be creative and take chances and, and to really invest time into developing your own creativity. It's something that can be really scary. You have to put yourself out there to be creative because most of your quote-unquote creative ideas are going to fail and a large subset of them are going to fail pretty epically. You're going to fall on your face. So there's definitely a huge, uh, a large amount of courage that is required to be creative and to make that jump. But when you do, as Seth Godin mentions here, it really is contagious and you're going to inspire other people around you to also be creative. The next quote is on page 18. And let me just turn there real quick, make sure I can find it. Okay, so here Seth Godin says, art is the generous act of making things better 
by doing something that might not work. And this is a really interesting definition of art and really focuses on the generous part of art, which is a way that I would say I personally haven't traditionally looked at art or artists as being uh, or having this large amount of generosity. But the more I thought about it, it really does involve taking a risk. Um, nothing is guaranteed with art. You don't know if it's going to sell. You don't know if people are going to like it. You don't know if you're going to be mocked or ridiculed. So by putting this you know, part of yourself out on display and taking that risk, you are being inherently generous because you're giving something of yourself to other people with no guarantee of something in return. Uh, you don't know if it's going to pay <clears throat> pay off financially, if it's going to pay off even socially, what people will think of you, and you don't know if you're going to be taken advantage of. Sometimes people, especially nowadays, really expect to get art and good art for free. There's so much stuff available for free online. There is almost this expectation that people um, don't necessarily need to pay for things. Uh, so in my opinion, the risk of generosity is, well, I guess I kind of developed this the more I thought about it, but taking this risk of generosity is really an essential part to creating influential art. I think there are forms of what people may term art that really don't take a lot of risk to to put it out there and potentially make money off it. But when you're making that art, that's really going to influence, <clears throat> influence society and influence culture. I think there has to be this aspect of risk to it. And you're taking a chance. You're doing something that might not pan out. And yeah, I just really like the way Seth Godin talked about this. And it really helped me to look at art in a, in a very different way. The next quote is on page 27. And here we are, page 27. Ooh, this is a good one. Reassurance is futile. And focusing on outcomes at the expense of process is a shortcut that will destroy your work. I'm going to read that one more time. Reassurance is futile. And focusing on outcomes at the expense of process is a shortcut that will destroy your work. So in this quote, I think it's important. Uh, as you read the book, you kind of understand what he means by process. But just giving a quick definition to that, the process is what you do. It's what you do when you sit down at your desk to write your story. It's how you go about um, building up uh, ideas, thoughts, um, uh, I don't know, creating whatever it is that you create. And it's what you do every single day. It's your, it's your creative process, as you hear people talk about all the time. But really, what's important about or what's important to remember the process is that's consistent and it's something that you do every day, no matter what, whether you feel, whether you're feeling like it, whether you feel like staying in bed that day, you still get up, you go through your process and you put in the work. So going back to the beginning of this quote, reassurance is futile. This is something, 
Essentially what he's saying is you will never have enough reassurance. There's never going to be a point where you feel so reassured by uh, uh, people around you or by putting in enough time studying that you're going to be 100% confident in what you're doing. You will never have enough reassurance to know that this book is going to sell that you're writing, that this website is going to be incredible and people are going to love it, that the podcast you're making is going to be successful. At some point, you just have to take the risk and you have to go for it. In the second part of the quote, he says, focusing on outcomes at the expense of process is a shortcut that will destroy your work. So I interpret this as if you focus on the responses you're getting, the comments you're getting, especially when you first start something, if that's your focus rather than just putting in or developing a good process and putting in the work consistently, your work is in the end going to suffer. It'll never be as good if you're focusing on those short-term outcomes than if you just put in the work, develop a good process, and be consistent. If you focus on doing the best work you possibly can before making a judgment of whether or not uh, you should keep doing what you're doing, that's the best strategy. Um, obviously, you don't want to be stupid, uh, but you can be a little bit stubborn. And what I mean by that is if you're doing incredible work, you're doing the best you can possibly do, and you're not seeing any success from that, obviously, you shouldn't do that at your own detriment, not make any money and you know starve to death or something like that. So you don't want to be stupid about it, but you do want to be a little bit stubborn and make sure that you're actually doing the best work you can do and that you're passionate about it before perhaps pivoting, changing something, and then maybe taking a hint from the results at that point. Uh, so with everything, there is a little bit of balance here. Uh, but the primary takeaway is don't wait for reassurance from other people or from just putting in a bunch of time studying or reading uh, before you take that leap. At some point, you're going to have to take a risk and you're going to have to go for it. And you're going to learn a lot, a lot along the way. Your process is going to get better and better along the way. And part of that is uh, it's all initiated by that initial risk that you take. Okay, moving on to yet another great quote. This one is on page 30. Um, okay. When we embrace imposter syndrome, instead of working to make it disappear, we choose the productive way forward. The imposter is proof that we are innovating, leading, and creating. And this is something... You know, there's so many good quotes in this book. Um, I literally could probably just sit here and read the entire book, which will, <laughs> I'll probably say that about every book I do in this uh, in review series. Um, they're all, there's just so many good books out there. Um, but yeah, this quote in particular really hits home with me and probably lots of people out there. Anytime you're starting something new, whether that's uh, going to college or starting a new job, starting your own business you're inherently going to feel this imposter syndrome feeling. And I, I just love the positive spin that Seth Godin is able to put on this. Um, it's, you know, and so much of this book is just positive, which is why I loved it. And I think you'll love reading it. It's really beneficial. Um, but, but getting back to this quote, um, 
So if you look at imposter syndrome, instead of focusing on that feeling of inadequacy, look at it as proof that you are pushing yourself, which is what you need to be doing, because that is exactly the area where you will grow in the area area where you will improve your skills. If you're not feeling that, it's not impossible that you'll grow and improve your skills. You probably will, but you're to improve fast and to improve significantly, you need to be right on that edge of what you're capable of doing. And that tends to go hand in hand with imposter syndrome. So I love this positive spin of when you feel that, just know that you're innovating, you're leading, and you're creating. It's not something that you shouldn't necessarily feel. It is likely a signal that you're in the right spot, uh, which is, yeah, awesome and positive. And I love that quote. Okay, moving on to the next one, page 37. As we engage in the practice, we begin to trust the practice. Not that it will produce the desired outcome each time, but simply that it's the best, excuse me, but simply that it's our best available option. So this quote to me is saying, uh, similar to some of the other quotes, you won't get the results you want every single time. Uh, You are not going to get the results on every single episode you publish. You're not going to get the results on every single advertisement you design, uh, whatever the case might be. But what you can do and what you can guarantee you will do is show up consistently. You can work hard, dedicate yourself, and commit yourself to your own practice, to your own process, to ensure that you are putting in as much work as you can and that's necessary and putting, you know, as a cliche goes, your best foot forward. And this isn't to say that you're always going to achieve the results you want uh, in the long run, but it's the best plan that we or that you have as a creative person uh, to eventually get those results. Um, It's the best recipe for success to use another often used cliche. Okay, for now, that is all I'm going to do of this book. And I only made it through 37 pages of 256. So that should give you a hint right there that this is an awesome book. Uh, It's totally worth reading. Uh, Really, I've read a few books. I know Seth Godin has a lot. I've only read a few of his books. And I've loved all of them. They're very inspiring, super positive, and I can't recommend recommend them enough. So go out, buy it on Amazon or buy it at your local bookstore. Um, I am not being paid to sponsor this. I honestly just really love this book. It's called The Practice. Uh, really love the work that Seth Godin does. So I can't recommend that enough. And now to end this episode, I want to give one more shout out to the podcast sponsor, Viper Outdoor Tools. There are lots of options out there. So Viper Outdoor Tools takes the time to develop tools that are a balance of tough, light, and smart, leaving out the fluff. Once again, go to viperoutdoortools.com, go check them out. And after you do that, 
maybe go to Instagram, follow Learn Design 30, go to YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And while you're at it, hey, why not go and subscribe to the Design 30 Substack? You could even look at the Design 30 Patreon if you're feeling crazy. And with that, let's bring this episode to an end. Thank you so much for listening to this in review episode and stay tuned for another uh, awesome podcast coming out on Monday per usual. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next week.